Praise to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ.
I'm clean on these two. <laughs> I've never tricked a widow out of her house, and I'm famous for short prayers, not for long ones. So perhaps I have escaped the greater condemnation, at least by narrow margin. Whenever we hear a Bible study, most of us, most of the time, begin to think, who in this story feels like me? With whom do I identify? course, even when the shoe fits, none of us would like to think we're like the scribes, making a big, loud, public display of our religiosity. In particular, none of us wants to look like a hypocrite, do we? And we all want to believe that we're like the widow, doing all we can to help others with what little we have. Most of us, most of the time, hear the widow's mite story and think it means something like this. See, it's not how much you give that matters. It's the spirit with which you give that counts. God loves a joyful giver. A little bit is just as important as a lot. And you know what? That's true as far as it goes. But we miss an important point here. Jesus did not say the widow gave all that she could afford. Jesus said she gave all she had. Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasure. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. Giving out of abundance or out of poverty. Out of their abundance. Truth be told, most of us, most of the time, myself included, give out of our abundance. We give to others what we think we can afford to give without seriously affecting our standard of living. This is one of God's little jokes here. When I was writing this sermon, I kept getting interrupted by emails from Portico Retirement and from Social Security about my certificates of deposit and my need to re-move some of my money around. So on one hand, I'm talking about giving out of our poverty, and on the other hand, I'm working on ensuring my abundance. We all live in this ambiguity, don't we? What Jesus points to in the widow is something totally different than giving out your abundance. He points to her total commitment of everything she has, all of her resources, all she had to live on to the kingdom of God. At root, this story is not so much about giving and generosity as it is an invitation to put our trust in God. This is why the story of Elijah and the widow of Zarephath from the first reading was paired with the story of the widow's might in the appointed reading for today. It's not just about two widows. It's about the fact that both the widows put their total trust in God 
Brother Pete. The widow of Zarephath gave all she had. She shared with the prophet of the Lord the last of her food in a time of famine. Really sadder and more poignant moment, just a short little story there in which she says, I got nothing. This little bit of flour, this little bit of oil, and I got these sticks. I'm going to build a fire, make a cake, feed my son, and then we're going to lie down and die. Elijah said, give me some bread. And she did. And she did. See, this is the way God operates. This is the way God provides for God's people. The jar of meal and the jug of oil miraculously had in them each day enough for that day. Enough for that day. Remember the manna from heaven? The bread on the ground provided to the Israelites when they went from Egypt to the promised land. Do you remember the fact that you could only take enough for each day? If you took too much, it rotted. You had to trust that you'd get enough for today and tomorrow that would be enough. It was a lesson in trusting God to provide each day's needs. But Jesus noticed and commented upon with the widow was not the size of her gift, but the fact that she gave her all, trusting that God would provide for the next day. This is the biblical principle of God's economy. This is the way God always works. God's promise is not, if you return to me a tithe, I will make you rich. God's promise is, if you commit to me your all, I will provide for your needs. The Bible stories about widows and their generosity are not so much about the finances as they are about the call to establish a relationship of trust with God. And we must admit, this is hard for us None of us ever quite gets their total. We like to hedge our bets. We like to hold a little something back. We like to play it safe. This is a somewhat old story I never forget. Hell, it's old because there's a camera store. <laughs> Photo development store. And a number of years ago, this college student went to a camera store to have a picture enlarged. He wanted this 8 by 10 blown up to a poster for his wall. It was of him and his girlfriend. He, you know, he made directions, he left. And the person who was making the enlargement took the picture out of the frame and looked at the back, and there was a handwritten in purple ink with little hearts. For eyes, you know, love's note. And it said, My dearest Tommy, I love you with all my heart. I love you more and more each day. I will love you forever and ever. I am yours for all eternity with all my love, Diane. P.S. If we ever break up, I want this picture back.
she didn't totally commit. A couple of weeks ago, I read about a man named Albert Lexi. Albert was 76 years old when he died in October. He was a shoeshine man. Every Tuesday and Thursday, for 32 years, Albert got up at 5.30, and it took him three buses to get from his home to the University Hospital in Pittsburgh, the Children's Hospital, where he'd shined shoes for staff and visitors and donated all his tips what he called my kids. When he died, the hospital put the total of his contributions to the free care fund at $202,000. Now, I'm just reading between the lines. This was just one of those short little bits, but 76-year-old shoeshine man who had to take three buses to get to the hospital. I'm guessing the people in his life, most of them thought, you know, you probably need that money yourself. He seemed to have done all right. Because he had seen something other and larger that he wanted to commit to. The hospital president called it small incremental selfless acts of kindness. Small incremental selfless acts dropping all you have even if it's two cents into the offering today God invites us to stop hedging our bets to cease holding back God calls upon us to make a complete and total commitment of ourselves to Christ and the kingdom of God we are called upon to make all that we are and all that we have available to the work of spreading the good news of Jesus Christ to all the world. And the good news for us today is this. We can make that leap, we can take that risk with full confidence in God's promise to provide for our every need, now and forever. Amen. Amen.